It's Coffee with Christy. And Tim. Keeping kids learning, structured, and engaged while you're at home trying to work from home yourself. I mean, it's My it's gosh. really, it's a lot for me to think about. And I've been doing it for a while. I mean, can oh, no, you wrap your mind around that? Because you got experience that I don't have here. Yeah. So parents are struggling with that. And, you know, I've talked to several, you know, obviously I have a large uh, group of parents that I speak with. I've got homeschool friends. I've got public school teachers that are now at home with their kids. Um, And, you know, I've had so many people reach out to me over the last two to three weeks since all of this isolation schooling has been happening saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you, but you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's not the same environment as homeschool. I think there's some of the same elements there, but it's not the same. And so, um, you know, I really want to try to give parents a couple of strategies, some advice for keeping your kids engaged, making sure they're learning what they need to learn. Um, but including a little bit of structure, but not going overboard, you know, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I think really not going overboard is an important thing to remember. Um, kids right. are, less is more. Less can be much more. And kids are used to some sort of structure already, right? You've already got some sort of structure that works with them in terms of how you engage with them in your own home environment. And they're used to some sort of structure for whatever school setting they're doing. So if you could probably set up something pretty easy that just makes sense from what fits your time when you want to interact with them and expectations that you expect them to meet when you're not able to interact with them directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And just use their use their uh, school routine that they already have. They're already used to it. I mean, obviously, you know, parents can't do the exact same thing that the kids are doing in school. That's just not possible. Um, but you know, use their school routine sort of as a framework for what you're doing at home, right? Um, at a, make their routine a blueprint for the day. Yeah, even if it's not the exact same schedule in the sense that, you know, we always did reading at 10 and now we're doing math at 11 or whatever. But the idea that you're utilizing at least that kind of structure that they had, I'm going to talk for elementary students for a while, they had reading time, they had math time, they had social studies time. And again, I don't think it's important that you have to try to do all of this every day. You've obviously got to create a structure and a schedule that really works for you, depending upon if you've also got to work from home and what else is going on in your life. But the idea that there's some organized time where we're going to sit together and we're going to talk for 30 minutes about what you've been reading, or we're going to talk for an hour and look at your math that you've been working on, or for 15 minutes even and look at your math that you've been working on, and then you can go and do this other thing uh, would be nice. But to organize it around what they're already used to. And the same thing applies in the middle school world and the high school world. They were taking classes, right? So they should continue. If they were in eighth grade and they were studying something in in, uh, language arts and they're all about to read To Kill a Mockingbird as part of their fourth quarter assignments, well, why not have them read To Kill a Mockingbird? Why not have them use, I'll do a shameless plug for educate.today, why not have them use our To Kill a Mockingbird videos uh, related to that? If they were a high school kids studying American history, and they were going to talk about the latter part of the 20th century, well, then why not just have them continue to do that kind of work by looking at what happened in Vietnam or since then, you know, the uh, Gulf crisis or whatever the case may be that they they would have looked into. Use that kind of structure to your advantage and just give them a chance to go off on their own. And then in the same way that you, you know, you give them time to, 
you know, you tell them they're going to go and play with their friends and you expect them to be back in two hours. You expect them to check in with you every so often or whatever the case would be. Those kinds of check-ins can, can work in this environment too, even if you're in the same house, but you're not in the same room. You know, I've got to be in my office working. You're going to be in your room or downstairs or wherever or out in the backyard doing your reading. I'm expecting you to check in with me every half hour or every hour or whatever. And we'll have, we'll have a chance to sit down for 20 minutes at 1130 or we'll always have lunch together or we'll always have, you know, coffee, milk, and break time at 10 o'clock in the morning, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, right now parents are really, really learning their kids, right? They're learning things about their kids that they probably never knew when it comes to an academic uh, standpoint, you know, how this child learns compared to another child, what time of day their child is most productive. And I think that oh, yeah. not trying to fit like all your kids or all your children at home in the same mold um, together and also expecting out of them what they do in a normal school day. You know, with my my children, they all work better at different times of the day. Mm-hmm. I've had to figure that out. If, if my middle son is better at 10 or 11 o'clock, then maybe he doesn't get started until 10, 11 o'clock. If my older son works better in the evening, then you know what, let's do some, some other things that are productive around the home and do your schoolwork in the evening. So I think it's important right now for parents to know that there is no one right way. And it really is just needs to be what fits them best. And, you know, I've, I've heard a lot from my, a lot of my friends say, well, they get done with their schoolwork and then they don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with them. I don't want them watching television or playing video games. So I think building in other activities throughout the day once the academic portion is over is really important too so that parents aren't losing their minds and kids wanting to play video games at 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, what are the other activities you can build in? And those activities might be academic in nature because you feel comfortable about them going to certain sites to look information. But the activities could also be the puzzle you've got out on the dining room table. Mm-hmm. Or if the weather's wonderful, then now, gosh, guys, go out and play some football in the backyard kind of thing. Or you could have them pull weeds like I did today. Well, now, see, there. Ag- agriculture, landscaping. What would that fall under? Pulling weeds. Chores. Um, family- <laughs> well, that, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I think it was family obligation. But, but heck. Why not? If they're going to do that, you could always say, and, and when you get done pulling weeds, just pick out the three weeds you found most fascinating and let's look them up online and see what they are. What the heck? Oh, my well, that's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think really the main point is it's keeping them busy and learning in whatever way that may be. Don't worry about your way having to be like somebody else's way. I mean, obviously, if, you're, if you've got other friends and you're sharing with each other and you're hearing from them, take what works that seems to be working for them and you think it might work for you and feel free to try it. But if it doesn't, no big deal. Everybody's situation is different. Do what's comfortable for you and your kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, build in reading, build in recess, build in things. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and um, we were, we were chatting about the homeschool thing and they were struggling a little bit. And I said, you know, I said something that I've learned that's really fascinated me is I may have a really structured routine, but if my child is sitting and they're just really, really engaged in a chapter book that they've been reading, I'm certainly not going to go over and stop them. Mm Mm-hmm reading their chapter book or reading a book of substance that they're really engaged in to go do a math problem because it's a certain time, or I'm not going to stop my child from playing outside with a sibling um, and getting exercise because it's beautiful out to go, you know, finish a language arts sheet. So I think that parents just sort of taking some of that stress off of themselves that as long as their kids are really being productive and learning something, it's okay. It's all right. 
And use your child's interest to guide that learning. If your kid's naturally a visual artist and they like to draw and paint or whatever, use that even if it applies to something related to math or something related to history. If your kid's really athletic and they're interested in sports figures or whatever the case may be, use that in terms of what they read or what they choose to analyze and all that kind of stuff in a way that really benefits them, you, and the conversations you can have together. Do you think that a lot of parents right now are feeling outside of this whole, you know, pandemic that's going on, but do you, do you think that they're feeling a little overwhelmed and stressed about their child's learning and if they're doing a good enough job? I'm, I'm sure they are. I, I I mean, I I would think so. I mean, you know, you're, you have the benefit of being a teacher and a principal yourself previously to being a homeschool mom. So you've got all sorts of experience that the vast majority of parents wouldn't have. So I'm sure they're feeling that kind of pressure, but think of it just in the same way that you may have been you know, that you may have always done story time before a kid goes to bed and you read a book and now you're just expanding it in some way. You may have already had time where your kids were little. I remember when I was a little kid, my mom and I would always like it sometime about 930, between 930 and 1030 in the morning. We had time where we just sat down together for about a half an hour and I had a milk and cookie or whatever and she did whatever and we talked about whatever or looked at that kind of stuff before I went off to school, you know, my preschool years kind of thing. Um, that same kind of easy stuff that you might have done with them as they were growing up at different points in time could still come back to work for you. Don't worry about it being some sort of complicated, I've got to have a bell schedule kind of thing. Do not put that pressure on yourself. And in some ways, your kid might thrive in this environment in ways that you're not expecting because they have the chance to self-pace. They have the chance to self-direct. They have the chance to say, you know, it is 10 o'clock in the morning, and I feel okay to read this now I'm going to. But then, you know, I don't want to do it again until 6 p.m. And it's, if you have goals for the week, maybe, as opposed to the day, then that gives them that kind of flexibility to really use what are their natural learning styles and natural learning times to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think right now, one of the biggest issues that I'm hearing most about is the screen time routine. And I, oh, I, get that. I can tell you, I am as guilty as the next homeschool mom, teacher, parent, whatever category you want to put me in. I am just as guilty as the next person to allow my children to be in front of a screen because it's easier for me. I get more stuff done. I get work done. I get my cleaning done, especially if I'm doing, you know, working from home type things, whatever. When they're engaged in a video game or a movie or a television, it's easier for me. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think really focusing on sticking to your screen time routine during the day is going to be vital during the next couple of months, especially if these kids are home until the end of the school year. Because once you start slipping on those things, it's it's yeah. just going to fall apart. So I think you know, kind of just really sticking to whatever type of blueprint or routine and especially sticking to the screen time routine. I think that's important. And since we're, I hate to say the word lucky because this is a very difficult situation, but at least we're coming into spring and it's not happening in the dead of winter. And the fact that kids can get out, even if it's your own kids in their own yard, just pulling weeds like you had your kids do or (laughs) or whatever the case would be, the idea that there's lots of ways to go out and do stuff in your own yard, playing soccer with each other or whatever, um, to get them off the screen. Yeah. So it is possible without losing your mind to keep your kids learning, structured, engaged, uh, but just take it day by day. It's all you can do. 